1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Can't go wrong with some Rockwell. And they're like Barry Gordy's son. Yep. And uh, Barry Gordy called in a favor to Michael. Say, Mike, can you make my son's song a hit? Why does guy marry an average wife? Sure. Got
3: a, in the song, doesn't he say, I'm just with my average wife and my average life.
2: I don't hear no about average wife. Maybe it's just average. It's average wife. life. <laughs> uh, song is 30 years old and you making up stuff. Shut up, Rob. I'm just saying. Why are you watching me? It's almost 40? Why can't It, it be is no almost privacy. 40 years old. You're right. I was, I was in middle school when that song was old. But Michael sings the hook and the song's immensely popular. Hey, DJ. Barry Gordy called it a favor. Yeah. Hey. It's 39 be forty next year. And hey Mike, uh, I know we're doing Motel 25. Could you, while you're in the studio, make my song, son's song a hit? Yes. Because I think it's around the same time, Joe, if you look it up. Around the same time as Motel 25. I bet there was a whole, there was one conversation, Jeremy. <laughs> Motel 25, do it with your brothers. Oh, and do a song with my son. <laughs> one comes? <laughs> hey, guys, are referees now impacting... Uh, outcomes of games in the NFL more than ever. Ed North.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's to the point where it, they're making the games unwatchable. There was a game, I think it was a Cleveland game, like two, three weeks ago. There were 25 penalties thrown. There's only 100 plays in a game.
5: The
3: Browns Colts game.
4: The Browns Colts. It was 100, barely over 100 plays. So there was a penalty base once every four or five plays. They're making games unwatchable. They, they impact the game for sure. They should be able to challenge these and overturn, and they don't. There was even little things. Like people just they don't think about it because you become so used to it. Like Mm -hmm. the Matabike sack at the beginning of the game this Sunday. There was a penalty. It was very questionable on that play. So the sack was negated. So the Cardinals get a first down. That would have ended the drive. They get a first down and end up driving for a touchdown. It didn't impact the the outcome of the game, but it could have. And it you know, it just to me that it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. There's some little ticky-tack calls out there. There's a lot of non-calls that are pretty egregious. See,
2: I think that's where it impacts it even more. So you can – this we can all point to the calls. It's the non-calls. i give you one. Um, not just in wins and losses. What was the point spread for the Ravens and Cardinals on Sunday? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. And that, that play that should have been ruled um, for progress, the ends of the end zone. Is that not the play that pushes over pushes it over the spread? Yep, that's uh, the one that that, that end up covering the point spread. Exactly. I just I think there's so many things that aren't called. Also, it's, we could easily point out this flag, that flag. But you look at the games now. There's so many. There, to me, there are more things not called than 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 plays that that impacted by being called. Well, I told you, like in the Ravens game, I, I think inherently there is a big big
3: problem with picking certain spots of when you're going to correct the call yeah. without anyone having to challenge it. Because in that Ravens game, and it benefited the Ravens, they got it right, but what happens if they, they do it four times in a game and they get it right for the opposing team? Is yeah. that fair? No. It's it's And again, it's it's about leveling the playing field. And, and the one thing that people have said about umpires and referees is that you have that human element. I've always said I want them to get it right, but if they can't get it right across the board, there has to be some sort of – it's got to be even. Yeah. You know, like it's just – if you're going to use the eye in the sky, why don't you use it all the time, or don't use it? <laughs> like it's it, it's not fair for the referees to set the ball, somebody to call down and go, no, you need to move it back six inches. What? Well, nobody had to challenge it. What if you had to use a challenge? Right. What if you yeah. lost a challenge later and then you don't have one? That's for an important play later on. I I just think in, they have they have way too much control. They tried to eliminate some of it. Remember the gray area with. With the force out play—you only had to get mm-hmm. one foot in.
2: If they believed you could have got a second one in, what was that? You eliminated that. Yeah. I'm glad it did. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven Baltimore. Joseph, what's up, Joseph?
0: Good morning, fellas. How you feeling? Doing well. Yep. How are you, man? I'm alright. I'm alright. I'm a little uh, upset, so I, I'm going to answer y'all question and then I want to run something by y'all and get y'all opinion. Uh, I'm going to try and make it as brief and quick as possible. Um, I'm right here. So yes, I agree. I think refs are impacting the game way more than ever um they've always impacted the game to a certain extent but I definitely agree that uh it's I I think it's at every level too not just the NFL um and with that being said I want to get your guys opinion on this so um I coach youth football and I don't know how familiar you guys are with the rules but every age group you move up not every age group but every couple age groups the rules change because the kids are getting bigger and older and um, so the extra points are a little different. Uh-huh. In use, um, kicking a field goal is actually two points compared to a offensive usually two-point yeah. conversion. Yeah, because, because kicking is more challenging at that level. Exactly, exactly. So our playoff game was this weekend. Um, went to overtime, scoreless throughout the whole game. Uh, we score in overtime. I was not there, unfortunately. My daughter had a soccer game. Um, so unfortunately, uh, one of my coaches asked the ref, Hey, is a pass play on this conversion, two points instead of one, because at a lower age group, that is a thing, right? The ref gives them the the wrong information. Yes, it is two points. So we go ahead, do the pass convert. We think it's eight to zero in overtime. The other team comes down scores kicks the kicks the field goal we think it's eight to eight. it's not it's actually eight to seven but the rest then rule a second overtime. mind you this other head coach is on the board of the league rule a second overtime we win in second overtime 14 to eight. this other coach mind you in the moment before second overtime they all had a conversation about it. So did, did, they take,
2: did they take the game from you?
0: Yes. Bro, uh, Joseph, other- I,
2: I'm, Joseph, I'm sorry. I, you know, it was the wrong call. I'm sorry. And I get what he's doing with it, but it's the wrong call. And unfortunately, that's why you have boards on that level. The ref should know. And to be honest with you, Jeremy, I put some of the responsibility on the coach that asked. Why don't you know? Everybody should. I mean, you should know. Yeah. I mean, I put some responsibility. Well, the rules do change throughout youth. I, I'll give him a... But this is a responsibility on everybody. They should all know. At some point, somebody there has got to know during the game, when the heat of the battle. I had a referee at a basketball game tell me
3: if there's a violation when someone shoots a free throw, that you get another shot. I said, That's true. If we don't make the shot, we made the free throw. Are you going to tell me if somebody keeps stepping in, my kid gets to shoot, what, 50 free throws? If he doesn't, for <laughs> you know. And, and I'm looking at the guy. We get the rule book, go over it, and he realizes he's wrong. It, there, it, there's still some referees that need to know the rules
2: right. for the leagues that they're coaching and all those things. But I'm not. But you had a, you had ref, you had multiple referees, mm-hmm. multiple coaches out there. Somebody had to make a decision. I had. If you over. made the wrong decision in the in the moment, then that's what the board is for to get it right. That's what they do in the league in the professional league. See, and me, I'm mad at both teams because I had the over and you guys couldn't get it done even with double over. Yeah, that's messed up, man. Let's go to let's go to cool C and Timonian. What's up, man?
5: Okay, let's clarify the OBJ thing real
2: quick,
4: and then I want to get to the officiating. How about just get because to the officiating?
2: Hey, cool, see, do me a favor. Let's get to the officiating because we're up against the break.
1: I
4: got you. All right. Sunday, uh, Ravens hardball challenges the knee down before the guy goes out of bounds. He goes out of bounds. They stop the clock, which they hardly ever stop the clock. Mm-hmm. They stop it. He wins yep. the challenge because the knee was down. Mm-hmm. And they'd add a second to this. Somebody doesn't know the rule there. There should have been a 10-second run-up or something because all we won the challenge. And then the, uh, the opponent benefited. They added a second to the, to the clock, uh, and they said, the play starts on my whistle. They were going to hurry
1: up offense anyhow.
2: Cool, cool See, was it under two minutes? Because was, we won the challenge. Cool, cool and, See, was it under two minutes for that? Uh, that that's not the point. They it is the point. The, well, it is the point. A you can't runoff. have a 10-second runoff if it's not under two minutes. Minute. it doesn't matter it's a cha- he should have ever challenged then Harbaugh doesn't know. I understand that but are we arguing hardball or the rule yeah, if it, but if it was under 2 minutes hardball couldn't have challenged exactly so i mean you can't you can't have a 10 second runoff if it's not under 2 minutes Four ten five eight three one zero five seven 1057 is the number. World Series Game 4 preview at 930. But on the other side, Jeremy Conn is the Daily Line.
3: Yeah, well, yesterday was an amazing day, except the, the game that I was the most excited about, the World Series and was waiting for this spot, didn't hit it. It's the only game I missed, but I hit everything else. And we're going to get to it. The NBA games went way over. You didn't have to sweat anything yesterday except that damn World Series game. We'll talk about it and give you the plays for tonight. That's coming up right here on The Fan. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. In the face! There you go. Rangers Radio Network. Yeah, it was 3-0 early and we had the over and... (laughs) They stunk up the joint. I'll leave it at this. I was really pissed off because of how much I was waiting for this game, how confident I was in the game. And some odd things happened. You know, like I wanted Max Scherzer to stay in the game longer. I thought they'd score some runs off of him. Can't really complain about it because he got through a couple of jams. Looked okay out there. Um, Thought that the Diamondbacks were going to get to him. They had second and third. And somehow he wiggles his way out of it. Uh, But the rest of the night, Arizona Coyotes, they give up a goal in the first 30 seconds and then score eight unanswered. They won. Nets and Hornets over 227.5. It flew over the total. Hawks and Wolves. It flew over the total. Flew? Flew. Lions, Raiders, it flew under the total. I, I guess everything's flying. I had the over in the Seattle-Tampa Bay uh, NHL game. Hit. Over Anaheim Pitt. Hit. Over Heaton Bucks. Hit. I talked about Jameer Gibbs, his props. Over three and a half receptions. Over 26 and a half receiving yards yesterday. He hit that before the end of the first half. It was a really great night. With the one stinker being the World Series game. So... Let's look at tonight's slate because we, you know, we had the sports equinox last night of the four major sports, no NFL tonight. So that won't happen, but college football replaces it. We got a couple of college football games to take a look at. So where are we going to go? Let's start with the NHL where I see, and am I seeing this right? There's only a couple of games tonight in the NHL. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. it's a light night. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, matchups tonight, or I'm sorry, seven. There's another NBA game. Um, so here we go. Let's look at this. Uh, when I look at the NHL, one thing really stands out. I like Toronto over LA. Me too. They're minus one fifty. I'm seeing way more money come in on LA, and I, I don't understand that. There's Scotia Bank
4: too. Yeah, so. it
3: just it's it's kind of a weird one. I think this is a good spot for them, so I like Toronto. Toronto's
4: good. They're in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Oh.
3: Give, give me the Maple Leafs. Uh, that's my only NHL. A little play. money
4: riding in the Maple Leafs.
3: Yeah, I don't. Is that a song or something? Johnny
4: Mitchell, Raising a Robbery.
3: Oh, it didn't. That didn't hit me. No, not when you said it.
4: Little Maybe money I... riding on the Maple Leafs.
3: She's Canadian, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. That makes sense
2: then. I like Toledo in the uh, in college football tonight. You got me so clueless sometimes, man. 50... Sometimes fifth time like, <laughs> Alex, can I buy a clue? You know, I feel like you should say that sometime. What is a nincompoop? Go ahead. Toledo, minus 15, my favorite play in
3: college football. They're playing Buffalo, and they're going to destroy Buffalo tonight. Love them to just roll. It starts at 730 this evening. Uh, Toledo is one of my favorite plays this evening. Um, now on to the NBA. Two games that I like tonight. There's three NBA games. Uh, the Phoenix Spurs game. They got the Suns and the Spurs going at it. It doesn't sound like Devin Booker's going to play. Bradley Beal's already been ruled out. We'll have to see it on the other side. By the way, did you see Dylan Brooks staying on? Um, oh, he's. <laughs> I don't know if this is an act or what. They asked him what he thought about Wemby. He said he's just tall. They asked Dylan Brooks about Wimbignano, this freak of nature, which even Paul George said, the guy can Euro and dunk from the free throw line. Nobody can stop that. And uh, Paul George is like, I was wrong. This guy's a freak of nature. And here's Dylan Brooks. Yep. Yep. Playing his part. He's just tall. That's it. So what do we see tonight? Suns and Spurs. I like the over here. 226 and a half. I think we see some some points scored. And I I think it's a good spot to take a look. Also... The Cavs plus two and a half is going to be another play that I'll be taking a look at. Um, I do like the Cavaliers tonight against the Knicks. They're at home. I think it's a good spot for them. On to the World Series. Now, there's a couple things with this because I'm kind of interested in your guys' take on it. The Rangers haven't lost on the road. We have an even money game. You know, Arizona minus 110, Texas minus 110. It's it's a almost a perfect definition of a pick em here, right? So more people are thinking Arizona's going to bounce back and even the series because they're home. Texas hasn't lost a game on the road. Why would you buck the trend and bet against them, right? Like, Why would you? Especially now. It's not like everybody's betting on Texas and you're going, oh, my God, I don't want to be with everyone. Why are mm-hmm. they all? The money's split. Like, why wouldn't you bet on the team that's just been better on the road? I would have a lean towards Texas, but I love the over tonight. I can't get it's away funny. from this, it.
4: This system, the MLB, that I don't really like, I understand why they do it, but, you know, they're – may work to their advantage, because he had three games in... in, um, Yeah, I said it before, like the
2: NBA's. 2-2-1-1-1. Right. That way, way, if you're you're not the home field advantage, if you're not the team with home field advantage, you never get a chance to win three in a row at home. Sorry. I told you, I used my wife's shampoo this morning. It's
3: vanilla and lavender. Now my genitals and my face smell like vanilla and lavender. So that's why
2: you're taking your beard and pushing
3: it up towards the nose? Because I can still smell it. It's like... It's very sweet smelling. You want you to smell wife? it? No, nah, I'm good. I mean, you can smell my beard.
2: You know, I'm good. I'm <laughs> <laughs>
3: my bad, man. I'm
4: sorry.
2: He gets a kick out of you know, himself, doesn't he? I
3: I like the over and the <laughs> mid. He gets a kick out
4: of himself. He just own biggest fan. Uh huh.
3: <laughs> I like me.
4: The definition of only fan. I'm yeah. a person.
3: You're too, your pop. only fan. I might be. I might be my only fan. That being said, Rangers and D backs, I do like it to go over again. Just a to recap tonight, um, Toledo is my favorite play on the evening. I think they get the job done. I think Texas is probably the smart play, uh, but I do like the over quite a bit. It's at nine and a half right now. And somebody asked me about the weather in Arizona. If they open the dome, it almost always favors the over, even slightly, you know, the, the slightest amount, but it's it's almost always gonna feel like an edge towards the over there. Um, but if they don't, it's still a hitter's ballpark. So seeing a nine and a half between two subpar pitchers and ultimately where we're going to get a bullpen game with two teams that don't have great bullpens, I think the over is a smart play as well. I like the Cavs in the NBA. Uh, but Toledo is probably my favorite play tonight along with that over in Major League Baseball. So there you go, guys.
2: There you go. Thank you very much. Let's go out to Owings Mills and get Brian. What's up, Brian? Hey, guys. What's going on? Going well, man. How are you?
0: Uh, a little upset, man. Like you were saying about, uh, you know, the place both the old, but they let the, they didn't blow the whistle. You got a pile going on. They talk about player safety. Yeah, you know, they they call a horse collar wasn't even a horse collar. I mean, come on, man. We you got they gotta get these rules right, man. It's just common sense, man. You don't want nobody to get hurt, but you don't blow the whistle. I mean, if it was me, I'd have took a shot at dude's knee. I'm sorry, but it's legal because you didn't blow the whistle. Ain't no different than when um I think Jerry Porter. Took his shot at Todd Heat and he was injured. It was between the whistle, though. Yeah. So it's evil. So I'd have gone for homeboy's knee. That'd have been the end of that. Since you want to you try to smash it in there, playing over with, go ahead and take that shot. Care if it's dirty or not. Y'all have a good one.
2: You too. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up a rule because we had something. Who was it that called in about the rule, Joe? Cool C. Said that it should have been a runoff. And, Joe, you found out something very interesting about it Kukusi said the refs don't know what they're doing, and Coach Harbaugh doesn't. But you, you've got some facts behind this.
6: The only time you'll ever have a 10-second ten, ten runoff as that an, an option for the opponent is a foul, helmet removal, or injury in the final minute of a half.
2: So there was no no, no runoff in that situation? Well,
6: yeah, said, there was no foul either.
2: It's It's the final two minutes of the second half, right?
6: No, this is final minute. This is what the rule book says. Oh, oh, final the final minute of each half.
3: Excuse me for the runoff. I'm going yeah. I, from the challenge to so the when challenge. He, you're correct. Yeah, the challenge under two minutes you can't challenge it, but that's right. Under a minute you get the 10-second runoff, and um, that's why it doesn't happen there. But you know they have started some other things too, where we got to get accustomed to it in college, where the clock's going to run, the NFL where the clock's running when you go, even when you go out of bounds if it's not under what four minutes, I believe in the first half and second half. But as, as much as they change the rules, we got to go along with it and try to stay up on it. You know, there's yeah. even even in baseball where the regular season
2: rules are different than the postseason rules. Let's go to uh, Antonio on rulesdale. What's up, Antonio? Good
4: morning. Good
0: morning. Good morning,
4: sir. How are you?
0: Good. Happy Halloween, guys. You too. Will the Ravens make any moves before the trade deadline this afternoon? What player or positions will they target? Have wonderful Halloween, guys. You, you too, buddy. Uh, trades, I don't
2: know. I mean, I, I'm at a point right now, guys, where I don't even know if trade's going to happen. I think they get
3: something done. Think so? Yeah. I mean, they, even if it's something small, uh, like a depth ad or something, I, I, I still think they do something because routinely they have right around the trade deadline.
4: The Costa has. The Costa uh, has. Yeah. Ozzie yeah. Didn't. yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying in recent years. Yeah. But I, I also think when, when Ozzy was here, we didn't see a lot of movement by all the teams during the trade deadline. Like the, the trade deadline in the NFL used to be something that we really didn't even talk about all that much because teams, it was so difficult to make trades. Not like the MLB trade deadline or the NBA, mm-hmm. where we do see a, a lot of movement. We have seen over the past, what, three to four years, more movement in the NFL.
2: Andrew Haney, Joe Mataply, as game four of the world series. We'll take a look at the fall classic tonight up next on the fan.
5: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,
2: The Bruce boats, he's talking about his two injured players. Matt Scherzer, the back tightness. Um, Dolas Garcia as well, the side. Uh, you need both of these guys, but I agree with Mike Bordick. We had him on the show a little bit earlier, Ed. You need Garcia badly because he is the key
4: to the middle of that lineup. Definitely. Definitely. How, uh, how badly is he hurt? We don't know yet. Just have um, given a vague. Yeah.
2: Very vague about yeah. it.
4: Because the, the, last NHL thing, explanation. The,
2: the last thing we heard from them was last night. So I don't think yeah. last night they heard it. And I we'll think sometimes we forget how ridiculously early it is.
4: Yes. <laughs> yeah. they're, and they're in Texas. It's only 9.30 in the morning now. Right. So 8.30 there. Yeah.
2: Well, what, what are they? Arizona. So yeah. it's actually 7.30 there, right? And are, are they two hours behind? Or are they three? This sure. Time? I thought it was three, actually. Maybe. No. I don't know. Are they? Well, whatever. Your thoughts, Jeremy. Well,
3: you know, the two important pieces. Uh, obviously, Garcia being an everyday player, to me, is a little bit more important. Plus, I didn't think Scherzer had looked all that great in the postseason. This was probably the best outing he's had, and it's a short outing. Um, but they got the win, and that's really what matters, because you want to get back to your top two pitchers and uh, hopefully hold serve when you get back home. and Or wrap this thing up, if you can, in Arizona. So, um, I, I think the Garcia injury is obviously going to hurt. They'll have, they have players that they can put in and move the lineup around, but like the guy's just been hitting bomb after bomb and he's been a, a staple in your lineup. And I think Rob brought up the most important thing. He gives protection to Corey Seager, mm-hmm. even though like you look at the batting order and the way that they stack it. Um he's the he's the guy, like if he's not there and Marcus Semyon's not hitting the way we think he can, why would I ever throw Corey Seeger anything to hit? He's been the best player in baseball since well, most of the season, but since Shohoyotani went out.
4: He would have been the MVP, right?
3: Yep. If if Otani didn't play this year, he's a shoe in for an MVP. You don't think he wins it anyway? No,
2: I, he can't. I don't think he can. I think the the odds are telling us he can't. Uh, we, we've got to we've got to have this this uh, situation remedied for um, uh, the Texas lineup. Without, I, I just don't think they have a chance. Even up two one, I think they can win it. But I think it changes a lot in
3: well, the lineup. I'm assuming he's still on the roster. I didn't check, but like that, that Grossman, all of, Robbie Grossman would all of a sudden enter that lineup um, and maybe they tweak the outfield a little bit. He's a switch hitter, so it does give him platoon splits against everyone. But uh, um, remember, because what they were doing initially facing a lefty or righty is they would flip Evan Carter and, and Robbie Grossman in the lineup. And as soon as Grossman was done facing the left-handed pitcher from the right side of the plate, they would take him out and put Carter right in. The, the young mm-hmm. kid that started hitting for him
2: at the end of the year and into the postseason. Yeah. Uh tonight, what do you expect, Jeremy Kahn? Uh you see these this, the pitching matchup. Um you got Joe Mantibe uh, Man- to be, uh Man- to play, I'm sorry on the mound for the uh Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Andrew Haney on the mound for the Texas Rangers. If you're wondering how they're gonna stack
3: the pitchers, I would suggest you go back to game four of the Phillies series for Arizona. Uh because Mantua is uh you know, you're talking about a bullpen guy that you're going to if, if If he can give you length, you'll take it. But they're going to look at him and realize that their manager is very analytical. If he's seeing something he doesn't like or if the numbers are telling him one thing, he will make the move. doesn't matter who it is. Um, But they're going to – like, I just looked at my algorithm for tonight. Corbin Carroll grades out as the number one hitter on the slate, um, which doesn't surprise me. It's usually him or Seager. And Garcia is usually up there in the top as well. He's grading out as the top three, top four hitter. Um, So I, I think it'll be important whether or not he plays. But I do think we see runs either way. Like if you were asking me to pick a side, I'd probably tell you Texas, they're perfect on the road, so why not? Um it's for me, it's just as simple as that. They're a good team, they're on the road, I get it, but they've won every single postseason road game. So how do you how do you not like them tonight? But I do think we see runs and I my favorite play would be the over
2: of nine and a half. Yeah. Let's see. Um I'm looking forward to it. I've gotten a lot more excited. Game two. no no, no I'm sorry, game one. Game one. Pulled me in, guys. I was I was watching it because it's the World Series and you're supposed to watch it and it's baseball. And then Texas has come from behind winning game one. Pulled me in. And then when Arizona won in, in a, in a beatdown in game two, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, this is going to be a series because you know Texas is not going to let this happen too much. They're just too, like, Arizona reminds me a ton of
3: the Orioles. And I'm not, mm. like, I'm just talking about, like, stylistically how they play and that they're scrappy. Like, they're they never feel like they're out of a game. They don't have a lot of household names at the bottom they of the lineup. They definitely don't. You know, like Perdoma is a guy. He, he's batting last for them. He's he's mm-hmm. done quite a bit here. Uh, it, it gives you some opportunities from both sides of the plate. Can play multiple positions. Um, even the outfielders that they've been using. Thomas has been great against lefties. That's why you normally see him in the lineup. And then last night, they, they plug in Rivera, and he gets a big hit. So. I do think they have some options, and um, I think Arizona scores some runs tonight.
2: If you think, Ed, who plays – we say this, and people call – what do they call us? Um, um, elitists. Because we talk about how markets matter and how certain teams matter and how important they are to sports. Mm-hmm. And when we say that, people – remember, Jerry used to roll his eyes at us. We talked about how important it was to have the Knicks re- relevant, the Lakers relevant, certain football teams relevant. Joe – can you give me some facts on game one of this year's World
6: Series? Uh, you mean the least watched World Series game in recorded history? Yes. <laughs> uh, 9.35 million viewers on Fox, Fox Deportes, and Fox's streaming service. So that's all any way you could possibly watch it. Um, it uh, beats the previous low of 9.48 for game one of the 2020 World Series. Who was in 2020? Oh, that, that was, was the... COVID and then Dodgers and Rays. It COVID.
2: Yeah, you were interrupting my football season. Way interrupted by football season, and people just weren't into it back then. It matters. Market matters, Jeremy. It does. If you think it doesn't, you are fooling yourselves.
1: Yeah, like the Arizona
2: Diamondbacks and the Texas Rage. You say, "Well, Rob, Texas is in Dallas, and that's one of the top markets in the country." Yeah, but that's not one of the top marketed teams in the country. It's not. I think having a big market helps, but would tech would this have been better? If Texas was playing Philly, of course it would have been. Yes, because that's a that's a, 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 a recognizable team, franchise. Mm-hmm. Texas Rangers, I'm sorry. The Texas Rangers franchise does not transcend baseball. Am I right? No. The the Arizona Diamondbacks franchise does not transcend baseball. No. Does it? The Philadelphia Phillies does. You, you, when you say, I don't care where you are in the country, you say Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, yeah, it's a baseball team. You know that. I may say Arizona Diamondbacks. Some people may say college. What's that? Exactly.
4: Yeah. How many fewer? Say nine million. Less than ten. Fewer than ten. You know how many people watched the last Rugby World Cup? How many? for the eight hundred fifty-seven million. Is that one game or is it? No, the it's the series. It's a, you know, it's like it's like the Saga World Cup.
2: So that combined one game. Oh, you're talking about all the games, though. It's not a singular game,
4: right? True. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So let's see how many watch. Well, okay, the
4: last game will be like 11 million watches, right? So still more. But
2: also, we have to. You're talking about last night's ratings, right, Joe? No, first game one. Oh, game one.
3: That was on a Friday night. Okay, my bad. Because I'm saying last night there were a lot of options of things to watch if you wanted to. Like you're competing with the other three major sports. Granted, you should be number one because you're on the biggest stage of them all. But it's all at the same time, and then factor in what you prefer.
4: I've never been less interested in World Series.
3: And Just I think, haven't been. I think that's very fair and very honest, and some people get upset by it. And I know. People, that are, working. I don't care. I love baseball. and I I'm do, gonna, too. If I can bet on it, I'm going to watch it. But, like, I agree. Like, if the Phillies would have been in this, it, it would be appointment setting every single night. for If
2: the Phillies fans. been in I would have been more interested, but I am still interested. Yeah. You, know I'm, I mean?
3: you and I are the same, but we're yeah. baseball fans, too, right. through and through. Like I, It's the one sport I grew up with.
2: Joe has the encore. You better not miss it. He'll come find you. It's Halloween, too. Also, find out what we learned today on the fan.
4: I was going to go to the store because I can't put on my day of the dead stuff. Is too much. I was going to get myself a wolf mask and get you a little red hoodie.
3: <laughs> I might have a little red uh, Life Med hoodie.
4: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> come on. We could do it. A little Red Riding Hood and the Big Bad
3: Lollipop. <laughs> Hi, I'm Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's even funnier with the beard.
3: <laughs> Where are you going to? Jo- Joe, is your hair grown back yet? Just one day. Do- nope, there he is.
4: No,
6: nah, I pulled it out again. <laughs> you so, pulled it out.
3: So, Joe went as uh, Dr. Evil Dr. for Evil. Halloween. He looked,
2: he looked just like Dr. Evil. In Great the photo.
3: I would have went with the real cat, but I know that would have been difficult. Yeah, it's
6: unfortunately uh, <laughs> I can't go to the store and get a Sphinx. <laughs>
2: and that's the odd call for the day, 410-583-1057. Let's go to Baltimore and get Sean. What's up, Sean?
0: Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Doing good, thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to call in. Like, I, It's going to sound a little conspiracy-like, but I just feel like at times that the favoritism that the referees like to play isn't always in the Ravens' favor. And, like, might have not even just, when it comes to referees, like, I just think about when um, we have advertising, even the, all those years that we were in the playoffs, you hardly featured in commercials. And, granted, I know we're not a big market team, but we're still a competitive team. We're still a team that what,
2: what excites years? people. What years? What years are you talking about particularly, Sean?
0: Like all the Flacco years, that yeah. You
2: well, I were mean, in the playoffs. Let me let me let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You're a national advertiser because Ray Lewis was in a lot of the commercials back then. He was. Other than Ray Lewis, who's the who are the marketable people on that team?
0: Ray Rice, uh, no Flacco himself. No,
2: no. I'm not pushing. I'm not pushing national national products with them. And you're saying that because you're from Baltimore. I'm not pushing national products with them. I'm, Jeremy. I'm sorry, man. By, by the way, Ray Lewis was the only marketable person on that
4: team. Yeah, it, huge personality. Yes, and it, you, I love Joe Flacco, but he's not. He was all over every place. Ray Lewis was. Ray, Ray was. Joe was like, kind of, you know, kind of vanilla. You had well, no, he did the commercial here,
2: Flacco. Flacco. You're not pushing
4: a national. No.
2: You're not.
3: Well, and the the other narrative that everybody, I just read something online where Buffalo Bills fans are feeling like Josh Allen gets slighted where Patrick Mahomes doesn't. Remember how we always talk about Lamar? If Lamar threw these picks, everybody would be talking about him. But if Josh Allen did it, nobody would say anything. Everybody, every fan base inherently feels like the refs are against them.
4: Well, Josh Allen had a bunch of commercials. No, I'm talking,
3: no, he's talking about, about on the field. Yeah, and oh, are well, has been beaten up a lot. But now. I'm just saying, fan bases feel like the refs are always against them. Yeah.
2: Now, time for you to find out what we learned today.
4: What you learned today, Eddie? Well, I just want to mention uh, somebody from my childhood past uh, yesterday, most feared slugger of his time, and one of them certainly, Frank Howard. Yes. Um, do you know who Frank Howard was? He was as big as Aaron Judge. In the '60s, He debuted debuted 1960. He was six seven. He he got up to two ninety at times. And one in May, one um, in one period in May in a week, in twenty at bats, he had ten home runs he was just a, a monster at his time. Yeah, and, I, uh,
3: I had one former ball player tell me he had the biggest stick in baseball. He did. And he wasn't talking
4: about... No, I know. But anyway, he also managed the Padres and the Mets, so he uh, <laughs> he kept his life in baseball. I'm sorry, Seth, 87 years old. And also, just to prove that you have heard what I'm talking about, Jeremy, here's the song.
7: He was sitting in the lounge of the Empire Hotel He was drinking for was thinking for himself. A money riding on the
6: maple leaves.
2: Along comes a lady in Lacey She says, Well, you know, sunny and share now. And Jeffy doing his air guitar like he's sunny <laughs> from sunny <laughs> <and> share. <laughs>
4: Joe is looking at that damn hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> Little money riding the Maple Leafs. I told you, mm.
2: Johnny Mitchell never lie. You know that never. song, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. I just didn't know the lyrics. Like yeah. that lyric didn't
2: stand out to me the way it did you? So birthdays in sports. The subject of the 1971 movie "Brian Song." Brian Piccolo would have celebrated a birthday today. Former Major League Baseball player, now finally Hall of Famer, Fred McGriff celebrating a birthday today. Uh, Dave McNally, who celebrated the birthday oh, today. My favorites. Former Maryland star John Lucas celebrated the birthday today, And college football coaching legend Nick Saban celebrated the birthday today. A couple of national days as well. National Magic Day. National Knock Knock Joke Day. <laughs> national uh, Caramel Apple Day. I love caramel apples Why? much better than the can yeah. and the other ones. Right. And of course today is Halloween. Jeremy, what you got over there, man? Well, you said it's National Knock Knock
3: Day, and something that Joe played earlier made me think of it. Ed, knock knock. Who's there? Ah. Ah, uh, who?
4: Werewolves
3: of London. <laughs> 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 ah, I wish I could have got it that way. <laughs> I saw that earlier. I was like, oh, this applies. Uh, yeah, I had a bike uh, for sale, and someone sent me a message, said, you still selling that bike? I said, yes, it is. It's, you can buy it anytime you want. So what's the lowest you'll go on it? I told him about two miles an hour. Anything over that, you'll probably tip over. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Wow.
7: <laughs> that was worth the
3: rib shot over there, Joe. Joe, you get soft,
2: man. That was not a rib shot worthy one. Pretty, ahead.
3: pretty good, by the way. Anyway, I, I had another one. There's a couple of them that are just really, really bad. This one was: it's uh, the Scooby-Doo gang. Fred, Daphne, and Shaggy. Can you name one of Africa's five largest animals? I know. We know you do, Scooby, but it's not your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's so stupid. That I saw it was big and I can't stand people who judge others. You can usually tell by who they are just by looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> Almost lost my teeth again. Dentures loose. What are you doing? I get it fixed tomorrow. Now so. is that it? Yeah. Oh, you want more? I got Jackass, more. Give me one want. more. Come on. Um, I'll tell you what I love doing more than anything: trying to pack myself in a small suitcase. I can hardly contain myself. (laughs) (laughs) If a man speaks in the forest and his wife is not there to hear him, is he still wrong?
4: Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Uh.
2: Vinny and Haney up next. Have yourselves a safe, be safe with the kids tonight, Halloween. Safe and
5: wonderful day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?